Welcome to another bonus episode of Tim Talk, the podcast normally about the DC anime universe, co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And since it's the new year, we thought we should take a look back upon the garbage fire that was 2018. Yes. But through a slightly more positive lens and talking about what our favorite movies were this year. Yeah. And also how we thought about the comic book movies overall. Mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to, I should have, but as the as the outstanding unprepared person on the podcast yes i wouldn't want you any other way yes uh actually I wanted, that's not true i'd love for you to be more prepared no sorry <laughs> uh, i wanted to go back because we made a list at the end of 2017 talking about what we expected the film oh, of 2018 to be fuck uh, i forgot we did that yeah even we, more unprepared mm-hmm. i am uh and i wanted to to do a comparison and i guess we can after we record this and just post it on social media and act like we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but we're not cutting this out, so you're going to know our nope. plan. <laughs> uh, the only thing I remember from my list, I put Incredibles 2 at the top of my most anticipated. Yeah. You put Infinity at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only, I think our list is pretty accurate to what we got, um, except I think Spider-Man was the was clearly the standout film of the year. Yeah, I think probably for both of us, that was low. Because mm-hmm. I don't think at that point we knew much about it. I think we just knew that it was an animated well, Spider-Man we'd film. we'd seen a trailer. Had we? But yes, because okay. I remember talking about the art style looked awesome. So I think oh, I put it like middle of the pack. That's right, okay. Back then. Oh, that would be interesting to do a comparison. I forgot mm-hmm. we did that, actually. Yeah. Because I didn't. we didn't think to do that for this upcoming year. Oh, we still have time. That's the best we do. <laughs> we can speed through these lists and just... Tack on a third one. Tack on at the end. Yeah. Um, but no, we figured we'd start by doing our ranking of the comic movies this year. So we, we mm-hmm. have 10 in total. And um, let's start at the bottom, work our way up. I feel like the I feel like the bottom half are gonna be about the same for both of us. I, I'm sure. Cameron, why don't you start us off? What's your what's your bottom of the barrel, number ten comic movie uh, this year? Teen Times go to the movies. Of course it was. Yeah. I knew it. Uh, Venom, clearly. Yeah. Was uh, same. It was the continuation of the garbage fire that was 2018. It was the nadir of comic movies this year. The tennis player? What? No, a nadir, like something that's really terrible. Like oh. the, the, the worst of something. What, what tennis player are you thinking Isn't of? Isn't there a tennis player named nadir? No. No, nadir, the lowest point in the fortunes of a person organization. Okay. Who the fuck is nadir? <laughs> I could have sworn there was someone, whatever, not important. <laughs> not going to try and make sports references. Did you? Um, I mean, I guess there is a tennis. Pl- um, it's not important. We're no, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'd never heard that word before. Okay. Yes. Venom was uh, Today you learned. Yes. Thank you for teaching me new words and wrong words. Um, yeah, it was fucking awful. Uh, but somehow it's still one of the highest grossing films this I year. I think what, I mean, I think it made like. 700 million? Yeah. Oh my god, no more. Oh, it's my my laptop's loud when I type. Also, I'm just very aggressive this morning. I I can tell. Uh, 855 million. That is unnecessary. That is so much more than it deserves. That's, that just makes me sad. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so sad. Because like, let me see here. Yeah, 855. Wait, I think it did more than Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, I think so. So on, on the... Uh, 
Okay, yeah. On, on the top or on twenty eighteen worldwide gross, it is number six. Oh. Yes, beating surprisingly somehow beating Mission Impossible. That's that's tragic. kind of crazy. That's really tragic. Yeah, Mission Impossible was great. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah, it did better than Spider Man Homecoming. It did better than Wonder Woman. Um, the first Deadpool, which is not super surprising, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, it did better than Thor Ragnarok. This is just. Let's move on. Yeah, that's just so so sad. No, I mean, mm-hmm. we I think we never did an official episode on it, but we've talked about how fucking terrible that movie is. Yeah. But I think the biggest problem that came out of it was its box office success. Now it's definitely going to get a sequel with mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson and his weird ass wig playing Carnage, playing Ronald McDonald. Yeah, and we we've talked about this a bit that Amy Pascal has claimed that Spider Man as a character is going to stay with the MCU going <clears throat> forward. Mm-hmm. But I think they're now going to feel like a little bit more ballsy. Be like, oh, like look how successful we were with this movie. Learn no lessons from how terrible it was because they don't need to because they made money. Right. And they'll just churn out another even more terrible one. Or they're going to try and strong arm Marvel into including Venom in the MCU, which won't happen. They just won't do it. Yeah. Why would they? So I, I don't know how much you know about the whole situation, but how are villains being handled between the two of them? Is it just free game for both? I, yeah, I don't. Or is it just? I guess Sony just has to approve which villains Marvel can use. I think so. I don't think there's ever been any sort of official acknowledgement of how that works. Okay. What the? I, I think, as far as I can tell, I think Sony still has. Sony still has everything. So anything in the Spider-Man universe is fair game. Yeah, Marvel just has to pay them depending on the villain. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, Marvel has to go to them like, okay, here's what we're thinking. We want to use this character, and like, okay, sure, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, so we're still getting more Venom. There's going to be Spider-Verse stuff, which I guess we'll talk about with Spider-Verse. Yes. Which is more exciting. But we'll probably still get fucking more weird-ass live-action spinoffs that are terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your number nine? Hopefully one of them with Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, my number nine, which will be no surprise to you, because mm-hmm. I could not put it below Venom, uh, was Aquaman. Same, okay. actually. But, so, because... <laughs> We also did not get a chance to talk Aquaman. No, I had fun with it. It's it's dumb, and I've listened to a couple podcasts talking about it, and the consensus is pretty much it's the most movie movie ever made. Yes. There's just so much happening that you like forget things. And things like big things happen and are never acknowledged again, like the fucking tidal wave that is supposed to like be globally and dump all the garbage back on land mm-hmm. is glossed over within like five minutes. Yeah. There's like a They're submarine. In the middle of the Sahara Desert. With no means of transportation, and then suddenly, <laughs> just within hours, they're at some you know fancy city. They're in Sicily. They're in Sicily, just drinking wine and reading yeah. Pinocchio. You know, just Maybe. right around the corner from the Sahara Desert. I mean, it's actually not super super far, like globally speaking. When you're on foot, like with if you no get, water. once you get out of the Sahara, Lord knows how they did that. Then it's yes. just like a short little boat ride for them. I guess mm-hmm. a swim, probably. Yeah, maybe maybe they're maybe they can be land. Sh- maybe there's land sharks in the Sahara. Ah, oh, but Aquaman wait, but at that point, Aquaman couldn't communicate with them yet. It's not to the end that he can. Oh, that's true. So you found a loophole in my loophole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a movie that has no logical cohesion whatsoever, and mm-hmm. it it's just it's what a bit of Black Panther. It's a bit of Indiana Jones, like. There's almost like kind of Star Wars esque elements in there. One of my one of the posts that I enjoyed coming out of it was uh, like, I really want to finish this conversation, but there keep there's explosions happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw one and it was uh, a picture of 
someone getting punched in the face in a boxing match and the guy getting punched was a, ca- a conversation in Aquaman yeah, and yeah. The, the glove was an explosion. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be transparent. Walking out of this film, I was so livid. You were, you were like... I was angry. Yeah. And I don't get angry very often in no, movies. No, I've I'm never... I'm very forgiving. I've never seen you come out of a movie anything shy of, like, jubilant. Yes. Basically. Like, even garbage films, like, it was fun. I had fun it was, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were reversed on this one. I was so angry. Was <laughs> awkward. I, I, I've had time to sit and, and think about it. Yeah. And it's... I had a bit of an overreaction, I will say. I... I mean, I think your reaction at the time is valid. Yes. You know, the, the first, if you haven't seen Aquaman yet, the first 10 minutes of the film left such a rotten taste in my mouth that I couldn't enjoy the film after that. What? I mean, you didn't love Nicole Kidman in a skin tight white what, wetsuit? Well, well, people, there were battling, there were, there were a handful dudes. of interviews with Michelle Williams after Venom came out where she basically said, I did this for the paycheck. Yeah. Where's Nicole Kidman saying she didn't even know she was in this movie because <laughs> she was, she, I, I don't even want to say she phoned it in because she didn't like, she texted it in. She was so beyond like not giving a fuck about anything in this movie. Well, can you blame her? I mean, I think she's one of like the best actresses Working right now. I mean, like, think about the year she's had. So she had Big Little Lies. Which, have mm-hmm. you seen that? Uh, I watched the first few episodes. Okay. It's one of my favorite anything. Like, mm-hmm. movie, TV shows, whatever. Like, just one of my favorite pieces of content. because it's from your last few years. Well, yeah, it's part of it's because it's, like, my hometown. But it's just gorgeous. And the storytelling is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack's incredible. But she's insanely good in that. So she had that. She had Boy Erased. Mm-hmm. She had Destroyer, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen Boy Erased either, to be fair. But apparently she's just incredible in Destroyer. Um, I feel like there's other things she was in this year too. She's in fucking everything right now, and she's yeah. just like at the top of her game. And, and then it, she takes this. She does this. Where I, it, like I was, it was, it wasn't just the acting between her and the dad. <clears throat> the T- writing. Good old Tamara Morrison, aka Django Fett. Yes. Aka Boba Fett. Yes. Aka every single clone. Yes, except he's got, a, he's gained a little weight. Yeah, he has. But um, I mean, he's, he's an older guy. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Um, guys can do that. Oh, so sad. Uh, the writing in that first few minutes is some of the worst writing I've ever seen in a movie. It, there's some bad writing, and I've it. and I've watched plenty of garbage in my time. You love most of it, yes, and that that shows how bad that intro sequence was. It, I, you know, I and it I, went on forever. <laughs> it was ten minutes I, before we even. It was probably fifteen minutes before we even see Jason Momoa. Look, I don't disagree with you. On anything you're saying. Good. Like, it's a weird, scattershot, bombastic piece of insanity. Mm-hmm. And there are times when it's in on its own joke, and there are times when it seems like it may not be in on its own joke. And so tonally, it's just super weird and crazy and inconsistent. And there is no logic cohesion throughout most of it. I just was kind of like, this is dumb, but I'm entertained. Yeah, you 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 were more passive about it. And it's where basically, I was, yeah, James Wan basically like dangled the keys in front of me for two and a half hours, and I was like, ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I just couldn't I, I couldn't handle it after that. It was it, it was at that point where I turned into the the cynic. Yeah, where I just refused to see anything positive. Where if, if it was a good thing, I didn't care. But if it was a bad thing, you were oh man, I was jumping in my chair well and i think that's 
kind of what happens with movies, right? It's mm-hmm. like either you you buy into it or you don't. And so if you buy into it, you'll forgive the flaws. Yes. And if you don't buy into it, everything pisses you off. Mm-hmm. And like that that was me with Grindelwald. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I I walked this was out of the theater very similar to how you walked out of Grindelwald. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking back on it, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Do you think? I still think James Wan was a bad choice. I don't think he was necessarily. I think uh, they should have gone for more comedic director. Mm. I think he, because I was hopeful because of an, and I've, I've brought this up, I don't think on the podcast, but I brought it up to you. Uh, there was a great interview with Jordan Peele talking about how setting up a joke is very similar to setting up a scare. So yeah. the transition from comedy to horror is easy. Mm-hmm. Or not easy, but doable. Yeah, there, there's some inherent similarities. And I was hoping the reverse would be that, because James Wan is probably the best horror director we have yeah. at the moment. Uh, and I'm like, oh, if he knows how to set up a scare, he probably knows how to set up a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of doesn't. And I, I, I will attribute more of that to the writing than to him. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I see, I don't, it's hard to say it's not entirely his fault because there are definitely some things that are his fault. Like, at the end of the day, a director is supposed to manage the tone mm-hmm. kind of first and foremost. And I don't think And also, let's talk that. about the fucking cinematography, Chris. <laughs> I'll, I'll spare that for, for a minute. But um, I, no, look, you're not wrong. I think they basically just strapped a camera onto an assembly line arm and just turned it on and let it just swing around everywhere all the time. Yes. There were three shots <laughs> for people who want to know outside of the fight sequences because some of the fight sequences were fine. Yeah. Seeing this in IMAX didn't help either. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I, just, uh, I did not see it in IMAX. I thought, no, we didn't see it in IMAX. We, we did see it in IMAX. Yeah, no, we, we saw, didn't. We didn't? No, we saw it at the Sunset Theater. For a second there, I forgot oh, you and I right, saw it that's together. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just saw it in a normal theater. Okay, well, even worse. There's three shots. There's it, It's like what they teach you year one of film school is you have your setup shot, your mid shot, and your close-up shot. Mm-hmm. And James Wan just was just like, yeah, that works. We can do that for a $100 million movie. So you had a wide shot uh, for the start of every scene and then be a, a medium shot of the two characters and then the most extreme close-up you could possibly get on Jason Momoa's face, or at the end of that hour and forty-five minute movie. Yeah, hour I could, twenty. No, wait, no, two twenty. Aquaman two twenty. Damn, oh, that makes sense. I could probably draw you from memory every inch of his face after watching <laughs> that movie with how many close-ups we had. Wait, what was what was the movie that came out this year that had a lot of really awkward cropping on its close-ups? I feel like we saw it together. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it was Aquaman, but it was like Ralts. I think I saw it relatively recently. Was it Mary? No, it wasn't Mary Poppins. Maybe it was. I think it was Grindelwald actually that had just like really weird cropping. And I, yeah, I think it did because yeah. that also had a lot of close-up face shots. Yeah, a lot of close-up shots where it's like there's no headroom, mm-hmm. but it's like not even just their eyes. It's like like the lower half of their mouth through their forehead. Yeah, it's fucking weird. I don't know, but yeah, it look Aquaman. Okay. Broadly speaking, though, do you think Aquaman was a step in the right direction for the DCEU? Step is a tough word. A stumble? <laughs> a stumble in, in the right direction. Like yes. they tripped and they happened to follow the direction they should be going? Yes. But they still have to pick themselves back up again? Mm hmm. Yeah. But it's fine, Cameron. Why do we fall? To pick ourselves back up. Yeah. To watch another shitty Superman movie. <laughs> I mean, it's all. It's all fucked at this point, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like, and also, Aquaman is now the highest-grossing yeah. DC movie. 
Like, it's not hard anymore. <laughs> it, uh, none of them have made a billion dollars. Because the problem is, is that none, there's not a single one of them that's great. Right. Like, the first two-thirds of Wonder Woman are great, mm-hmm. but the last third is atrocious. And then, like, BVS and Justice League are just complete messes, as is Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And Man of Steel, I think, is at least consistent, but it just fundamentally... D- it's just think, consistent in the wrong like, way. I think, I think Aquaman and Man of Steel are the exact opposite film. Yes. Whereas, like, I think there's some actually good filmmaking happening in Man of Steel, weirdly enough. And I think it's done with kind of sincerity, but sincerity through the lens of a misinterpretation of the character. Mm-hmm. But it's consistent. Aquaman, I think, understands what that that version of the character they're trying to do is, even though it might be a bit of a departure. But it's just a mess. Mm-hmm. It's just weirdly bizarre all over the place. And I, and I think this made me worried for Shazam. Yeah, I'm a little worried for Shazam. If this too. is what their comedic hero is supposed to be. Uh, yeah. I'm we'll a little I'm, I'm a little worried about that too, just because I like Zachary Levi. I actually just rewatched Tangled about that. I mean, I fell asleep through most of it. How dare you? I was the it movie was like, is a delight. It was like 10:30. I don't care, Chris. You watch Tangled when it's it on. It was 10:30. I had just had Chinese suit and a single glass of wine, and we all know that one drink spells sleepiness. Hmm. You need at least two. Actually, no, I did have two. Just go to the go to the Snuggly Duckling. <laughs> have yourself a pint. I need to go rewatch it again. Good. Properly, because I've I've missed like most of it. But like Zachary Levi is great in that. Mm-hmm. He he is like he's one of my favorite men. I, I don't want to say actors because there's plenty of better actors. Yeah. But he's one of just my but favorite no, men. It's okay. You're allowed to say he's like one of your favorite actors because favorite is not necessarily best. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we okay. like to differentiate these things mm-hmm. here. Uh, and so I I'm I'm still tentatively excited, but I am now worried. I'm I'm a little bit worried too cuz mm-hmm. I, I think at the end of the day there's still no one steering it's not it's not even so far to call it a ship like there's no admirals navigating like that fleet mm-hmm. it's just a whole bunch of like rogue captains going off doing their own thing there's no manhunter the watchtower that's true they need a man they just need a manhunter in this universe in general mm-hmm. although that's not true they probably fuck him up well we have one in supergirl we do have one in supergirl and um I've only seen him like literally a hot second in the elseworlds crossover yeah that's but I, I love Martian Manhunter. I love him so much. Uh, should we um, move on? Yes, let us move on. Uh, number eight. Well, I'll, I'll put the, the warning out now. If we haven't had a chance to talk about this in a big crossover, we're probably going to spend a lot more time on it. Probably, yeah. I think it's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, number, number eight. eight. Uh, Ant-Man? Same. Yeah, oh, yeah, look I at feeling... this mojo we got working here. The, the first, the, starting from the bottom up, it was pretty easy to make the list. It's yeah. once I got halfway, yeah. I'm like, oh, I like all of these. And I think, for me, this is the turning point. Mm-hmm. Like, this is still an overall like, good year for movies, in terms of comic movies, because yes. I liked Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, I just put it down lower on the list just, because everything else compare. is better. Yeah, yeah, because it's um, it's fine. Like, it's it's fun. I think it's got a lot of great moments. Mm-hmm. It's... um. I don't know. It's okay. It's I, I'll I'll say the problem that every that I think everyone had with the film, mm-hmm. which was the advertising, mm, which was yeah. every every fun shot we already saw. Yeah, and I think that really lessened the experience. It, it's kind of the same thing we had with Thor Ragnarok, where like, could you imagine going to see Ragnarok and not knowing the Hulk was going to be in it? Yeah, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, like how fucking crazy would that have been? Yeah, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, I guess that's where it gets hard. Is it's challenging to do that when it's such a major character throughout the plot. Yeah. Like, Infinity War was able to pull that off. I mean, I, I mean 
I think some of these is okay that we're gonna go into spoilers. They've been out mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. So like Infinity War, they were to pull it off like Red Skull. You're like, what? Yeah. Holy fuck! What Red Skull's here? Shit, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, also it it also comes down a lot to trying to get audience hype. So yeah. with Infinity War, they didn't need to advertise that movie, and it no. was still made a clean billion. Yeah. But with with Ant Man, you kind of have to have that pull of like. You're like, hey, look, you know, smell these cookies we're making. Come into our store. Mm-hmm. We, we have we have something special. Uh, we're not we're not hiding anything from you. They're just like Abercrombie and Finch. They're just like, yes, that's exactly what they are. They're yeah. also is it Fitch? Abercrombie and Fitch. Fitch. Fitch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, just pumping their fragrance out. Yeah, uh, and they had to do that with Thor because Lost World, not Lost World, Lost World. What? Last world, the What's dark world, dark world. Yeah, was... sorry, I'm playing Mario. Uh, <laughs> uh, dark world did not do well, and so they had to no. do something to kind of re-energize audience excitement. Yeah, and so I, I you know, get like, it. I yeah. get why they have, but I agree with you. Like if, and it's tough too because you would have to basically keep it a secret that Hulk was in it at all. Because mm-hmm. if you knew he was going to be there, but didn't necessarily know when, by the time we got to the Gladiator, pay like. Oh, this is probably where we're going to meet Hulk. Yeah. Um, but no, I, yeah. I, I agree with you that with Ant-Man and the Wasp, a lot of the, the best stuff had already kind of been covered. Mm-hmm. And I think it just, it had kind of um, just the, the plot structure and the pacing was a little bit weird too. Yeah. It's like based on the trailer, stuff fell in the actual movie in places I wasn't expecting it to. Like the whole part with him using the, um, the truck, as a like a scooter basically and mm-hmm. him growing out inside the the ocean and the bay i kind of expected that to be like middle of the movie stuff i wasn't expecting to be the climax oh yeah i think that's like kind of the trick on it is that the stuff they showed you assumed was going to be not the end middle action sequence yes. and then you're like oh wait no this is all the climax not the biggest budget piece yeah and the climax just didn't I don't know. It didn't have that much at stake i guess part of it too well, well i think another problem was Ant-Man 1 was good because it wasn't hindered by the MCU. Yeah. It could literally be its own story. Mm-hmm. Where this one, it was 80% its own story, but 20% still kind of had to set up something for Endgame. Yeah, they had to dive real deep into the quantum realm. Yeah. Which I think that was ultimately what made Edgar Wright leave in the first place. Because mm-hmm. he didn't want to go down that path. And they're like, well, no, we have to. And Given likely where Infinity War is going to go, you can or Endgame is going to go, you can see why that was so important to set up way back in the day. But it is, it is a weird space to play in. Yeah, a little bit. And I was also just surprised that it took so long for Michelle Pfeiffer to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was very end. Yeah, like really, really far at the end. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was, it was fine. It was fun. It's not one that I'm like itching to go back and rewatch. It didn't right. stick with me, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean it's. It's the Cars 3 of the MCU. Mm, I still haven't seen Cars 2 or 3. Oh, well, it's not Cars 2. And it's certainly <laughs> not the good dino. Still haven't seen that yet either. Don't. Please, no one. I worked on the advertising for that, and I please beg no one go see that movie. <laughs> I always love the movies. If you, you want to see something like that, go see Land Before Time. If oh, if you still want to see something else, go watch Dinosaur, because somehow that is better than good dino. The dinosaur is pretty bad. But I just love when you actually hate something, how much you hate it. Because yes. you kind of love everything until you don't. Well, it's different when I work on a film. That's true. I, when I'm stuck watching it over and over again. Yeah. Like, 
the two films I hate more than anything are Silence. Oh, yeah. Which is Catholic Guilt, the movie. Uh, and um, fucking The Forest. The Forest? The Forest was a film that came out early 2016 with um, What's-Her-Face from Game of Thrones. Oh... I vaguely recall this. Also, do you notice that I'm like trying to be real quiet with my timing now? Yes, please. So quiet. Um, oh, um, what's her bucket? Am I blinking on her name? Jeez. Uh, Natalie Dormer. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Stars oh. Natalie Dormer, uh, where it's her and her twin sister, or her twin oh. sister is lost. In the, uh, not Akihabara, that's the name of the city. Oh, but oh, the Suicide Forest. Yes. In Japan. Um, oh, because I remember... Uh, yeah, Akihabara. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I think there's uh, an interesting idea there, mm-hmm. but yeah, I so heard the movie just didn't execute well. It was garbage. It was yeah. one of the worst. I think it's at like an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. That's pretty deserving. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's the the Suicide Forest, for people who don't know. Um, in, in Japan, at the base of Mount Fuji... There's a forest that has been deemed a suicide forest because it kind of has a lot of deep history and, mm-hmm. and weird kind of mythology behind it. Yeah. Um, but for generations, it's been you basically like back in the day, if you had an old person in your family and you couldn't afford to take care of them, you would just drop them off at the forest. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And then that kind of converted. And then there was all these spirits haunting it because your ancestors would literally just die in a forest. Uh, and so then it became the place uh, where people would hang themselves. And, and the infamous oh, YouTube video... Logan Paul. Yes, uh, Logan Paul. He was at he was in the suicide forest when he, filmed, when he found the body. Um, and kind of the, the mythology behind it is, since it is the base of a volcano, there's a lot of uh, magnetic irregularities there. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very easy to get lost. It's very oh, tall trees. And okay. So once you kind of get off the path, you're just kind of stuck. Yeah. Because it's, it's very hard to get back. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's a really unique place in the world. Yes. And that can often make for good concepts. The storytelling becomes tough. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing I've ever read that involved it was the novelization of You Only Live Twice, the James Bond story. Okay. Because... The movie and the book are very different, but in the book, basically Blofeld has like, re- like gone off to some Japanese castle, and Bond goes after him. And the castle is next to, I don't know if it's actually the forest itself or like a garden that serves a similar purpose. But it's basically like people go there to like submerge themselves in like lava flows to kill themselves. Okay. But it's also Ian Fleming, so it's done with the sort of cultural sensitivity that he's so well known for. Yes. Well, also, did you know if you try and submerge yourself in lava, uh, you actually won't. You'll float until you melt. Oh. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting <laughs> because you are less dense than lava. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Lava's pretty fucking thick. Yeah. Have you ever been next to a lava flow? I've not. I haven't either. I've been across like cooled lava flows out in Hawaii, but I've mm-hmm. never like next to an active one. Should do that sometime. Yeah. yeah. Just take a nice trip to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, what's next on our list? Number seven. Uh, Bumblebee. Oh, okay. All right. You have Deadpool? I have Deadpool too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's do Bumblebee six for me. Okay. Uh, so let's do Bumblebee. Let's do Bumblebee. Um, it was, again, it was, it was fine. It's fun. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was a lesser Iron Giant, as I told I, everyone. I agree. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, fun soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Any, any kind of period piece. I think after the boom of Edgar Wright and um, Guardians. Oh, um, James Gunn. Thank you. Uh, you know, James Gunn and Edgar <laughs> Wright, great. I think uh, we kind of have a boom of like themed soundtracks now. Yeah. Uh, where just kind of every film is is jumping on that trend, and this is you know, it's a it's a good trend to be on because it's kind of hard to mess up a themed soundtrack. Yeah, I, I you know I actually meant to go back and track down like a Spotify playlist of the soundtrack and listen to it because there's a lot of really good stuff on there. I just I don't know I I thought it was a lot of fun. I am an apologist for the first Transformers movie, the one from 07, because I think that movie again it hits my criteria of it knows what it wants to be and it succeeds at it. Like it's got. At the time, visually stuff you'd never seen before. The action was pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I thought m- most of the comedy was done fairly well. And Shia LaBeouf was fine. He wasn't overly grating as he later became. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but this has what the first one didn't, which was heart. Like, yeah. this is actually like a much sweeter story. Um, and also, I think it, it just really showed visually how impressive this stuff can be. Because, like, the opening sequence of Cybertron... Holy shit. It was awesome. Like, yeah. my jaw was open for, what, 10 minutes? Just scraping across the floor. Because it was visually spectacular. And all of the robots this time around have a distinct look and color palette. Mm-hmm. Unlike in previous movies, so you can actually kind of differentiate them. Yeah. And the fights weren't just, like, shooty, shooty, bang, bang. But it was actually, like, them grappling. Yeah. Like, they were physical fighters. So you could see, like, oh, these are... Like, competent combatants. Well, I competent think... Competent soldiers. I think... The reason they couldn't get away with that in the first few films is the same reason they tried to do it in Venom, or with what they did in Venom, mm-hmm. where it, was, it just it just blobs of metal when they when yeah. they fight. And this one, since they did have the color palettes, you could you could watch two blobs of metal fight and still have a rough idea of oh that one's Bumblebee, that one's yeah uh, Starscream. Who's or, who? Well, I, I think it helps uh, too. The, the other one, um, the other Blitzwing. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember the name of the other two. I don't know if that's if I actually even mentioned, but they, part, they part of it too is that this was a much smaller story in terms of scale. Yes. Which helps a lot. Like that means that you can actually focus on individual characters. And I think this time too, the robots felt like characters. I mean, Bumblebee was kind of similar to the way he's always been, but I think he just was a lot sweeter. Mm-hmm. I think just, he had like a softer approach too, especially being in his, uh, his beetle form. But I, I really, enjoyed this i thought it was really sweet it's fun like you said good soundtrack i liked Haley steinfeld in it i really enjoy her yeah i feel like she doesn't get enough credit as an actress or singer yeah because well i think i don't know even i am kind of one to maybe kind of dismiss her sometimes because she does a bit of both and you're always just like oh you're just trying to hit all the buttons Mm -hmm. you're trying to be like this pop star who also acts but she was an actress first yeah um no and i I think she's really good did you Uh, ever see edge of 17 no. Her and Woody Harrelson. That's I a great really one. I really wanted her. to. Yeah. That was last year, I think, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was on my list of movies I really wanted to see, and I missed it, because it looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, fun. It's nice seeing Woody Harrelson just be a fucking asshole. Because he, and I think that's the great thing about him, is that he's one of those actors that has a natural charm. Mm-hmm. And so if you give him a, a mm-hmm. role that has a bit of bite to it, it actually almost works even better, because you're like, oh man, fuck you, but also... I like you. Well, it's, I like it's, the cut of your gym. Yeah, it, it's the story you see over and over again where it's like the the high schooler that doesn't have any friends, so she be, she tries to befriend her teacher, and the teacher yeah. is, starts off being hesitant but then kind of warms up to the idea. No, he's just an asshole the whole way through. I love he's it. He's like, 
no, you're a fucking student. Get out of my office. I'm trying to have lunch. Yeah. I don't care about your problems. I have my own problems. So get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, oh, Mr. D, you're so funny. I'll be back tomorrow. It's like, no, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Plus, I, I love that idea, too, because it's, it's playing off of those tropes. Yeah. And it's doing it in a clever way. Um, no, I, I thought she was good. I liked John Cena in this, too. Yeah, it was because uh, he starts off being his, his normal rock parody. Yeah. Uh, but then he's like, oh, he, he switched. Jump, he jumped straight from like uh, rock five or sorry, Fast and Furious five rock mm-hmm. to Fast and Furious seven rock. Yeah, he flipped that. Yeah. Seven to five, yeah. Yeah, he starts out with like the total self-serious badass, mm-hmm. but then he like he does kind of soften up over. It. And I was surprised, this isn't really a spoiler, but I was surprised how antagonistic he is in the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's because he's he's never been an antagonist. No, and he's not a he's John villain. Cena. He's John Cena. Yeah, he's like not a villain per he's se. Ferdinand. But he's for, oh my god, right? He's <laughs> fucking Ferdinand. But I was surprised by the role that he takes in this, and he's still really good in it. And then um the mom is played by Pamela Adlon, who's one of my favorite actresses. Mm-hmm. She's in Californication. Of course she is. Uh Wait, no. have you seen Californication? No, I've never seen it. Oh, the first four <laughs> scenes are great. <laughs> but after um, that, you should watch Avatar sometime, man. It's the best. Really? What's yeah. that about? I don't know. Something <laughs> involving wind. Um <clears throat> how dare you? <laughs> no, I was pleasantly surprised by this. Now, I hope it gets a follow-up i think it will how's it box office wise how's it doing not great i think i mean the problem is it came out at a time when it was competing with everything it's competing with aquaman mary poppins those are the two big ones mm-hmm. um spider-verse i think is still doing decent record well. ralph was still in theaters oh yeah um i finally watched that oh what do you think it's fine yeah it's fine third act really doesn't work um yeah not as good as the first one no but i will say that the middle section when they're actually on the internet it has a lot of fun playing in that world Well, so the third the act three actually my programmer friends love that the most because that's the best interpretation of a ddos attack oh really yeah that, that's exactly what it is it's you're you're cloning one message a million times uh until it overloads the server oh well, and they're just doing that with all of the internet. Oh, so they're just doing that, but with a really ham-fisted theme. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. I will say, though, all the Disney stuff that could have been, like, nauseatingly self-promotional was done in just the right kind of way to make it kind of clever and fun. I think because it, we, we'd seen it all already. Well, yeah, it's almost, it's definitely one of those things where it's even better in context. Yeah. Like, all the stuff the princesses, it's really, really good. I know. That well, whole sequence is amazing. That, I'd seen that whole sequence two years ago at Oh, that's D23. right, at D23, yeah. And so it was so nice to finally see all of it. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth seeing. Yeah. I watched it as a screener. Oh. Yeah. I didn't see I kind of You don't want to give Disney your money? <laughs> no, I wanted to see it in theaters. I just didn't have the time mm-hmm. back then. But I'm like trying to do uh, end of the year catch up on all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, Bumblebee, really fun. If the other Transformers movies have burned you out, I'd say definitely go see this. Yeah. I think as long as you go in just wanting to be have a nice time and be entertained. Yeah, it's a good refresh. Yeah. And I, I think its flaws are forgivable because it's, it's a good concept to buy into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Deadpool 2. Yes. Have um, you watched it since it came out? I have not. I haven't either. I, it was kind of hard to, because 2018 was such a long year. It was a very, it was the longest year. Yeah. The longest year. Um, and this it, came out a long time ago. Yeah, it came out June. I have listened to the soundtrack a shitload. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Spotify, like top 2018 playlist had definitely had on, um, if I could turn back time. 
and nine to five. This <laughs> Beth Doth on there. Um, wait, what was? Oh, right, yeah, it was it was Mary Poppins Returns. We both oh share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was fun. Yeah, it was funny. It yeah. was it. I remember really enjoying it when I watched it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was kind of hard to place on this list. I think that's kind of how I feel about most of this year, where mm-hmm. I enjoyed it when I watched it, but it didn't really stick with me. Yeah. It, I just kind of like brushed it off afterwards. And I was like, oh, that was a pleasant experience, but it's not one that I really gravitate back towards. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got some great moments in it. Brad Pitt. Yes, Brad Pitt and that is For a whole fan- 10 frames. Fantastic. I like how they did the Juggernaut. Mm-hmm. I love that we finally got a Juggernaut Colossus fight, and it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I thought the jokes were Cable mostly was good. There. Yeah, Cable was really good in it, actually. Mm-hmm. Josh Brolin, man. What a year. Like, you got a banner year for Josh Brolin. Like, he... It just goes to show that you can be a great actor and be in these movies and still bring it. Yeah. Sort of in the opposite of Nicole Kidman. But she also <laughs> didn't have much to work with. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Brolin had the benefit of two really interesting characters yeah. to work with. Um, it's also crazy too that as good as he in this, he's still better in Infinity War. I know, and he's a motion cat, like he's full CGI. He's a motion capture character, and he's like so damn good. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm cutting myself off here because I'm going on too many tangents. I don't know. It's, I mean, we we it, have a whole podcast. Oh, about it already. it's fun. Go go listen to that. And we'll yeah, talk it's about fine. It's it. fun. Yeah. Uh, what's your number five? This is when it got very hard for me. I, I, yeah, this is where it gets tough. Kind of. Five, four, and three are all kind of the same for me. Okay. Uh, I put five as Incredibles 2. Interesting. Yeah. It, it hurt. It really hurt me to put it that low. Okay. Because I am... I mean, Incredibles 1 is my favorite Pixar film. Yeah. Oh, very, very interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not going to talk about that yet because it's higher up on my list. Okay. What's your five? My five is Teen Titans Go. That's my four. We'll talk about that one then. Okay. Let's talk about Teen Titans. Teen Ti- I want to put it higher because... Uh, as I mentioned before the podcast, when I wrote my top five favorite movies of 2018, mm-hmm. um, I kind of rewrote my list of what surprised me the most in 2018. Okay, yeah. And I think Teen <laughs> Titans Go was maybe the best surprise I got all year, minus Spider-Man. Yeah. But this movie blew me away. Yeah. Uh, I love Teen Titans Go so much. It's... It's really, really fun and funny, and I think... It's made for us. It's made for the people yeah. that that don't necessarily watch the show but love the universe, mm-hmm. um, and they just handed us every joke we wanted. It's. I feel like th- it's not quite the same, but in some ways, Teen Titans Go to the Movies was this year's Deadpool. It absolutely was. Yeah, yeah. even though we had a Deadpool this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because... It flew under the radar. I don't think anyone had expectations for this. Certainly neither of us did. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it was just... Whew, it also did not do well in the box office. No, which is sad. It's very sad. But I think, you know, it, Spider-Verse is kind of similar too in this regard. So where it's like, look what happens now when you can play in a world where people understand these worlds already. Mm-hmm. People already mostly know the characters. They kind of understand the tropes and the structures. And so you can go a lot deeper into kind of comic book space well i want to compare it a lot to lego batman oh where lego batman yeah. kind of made those jokes with warner brothers of yeah. like hey look at all the stuff we own yeah teen titans is, it kind of took that humor and brought it to the next level of like hey we've been around since fucking 1931 yeah 
we're gonna make some we're gonna make some deep cut jokes. Some if you don't get it, that's fine. <laughs> the challengers of the unknown. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess like if you don't get it, cool. The person next to you is gonna get it. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is kind of what Wreck-It Ralph was doing that middle section with all the Disney stuff too. Yeah. But not quite as wry, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but I mean, like all the mustaches, the the fucking mustaches <laughs> were the best thing I've ever. I I think it's the best joke I've ever. It, at least in twenty eighteen, was the best joke I saw in a movie. Yeah, and maybe that's it. It's the like, fact that when it cut back, they were gone, made it. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I watched the movie two or three times. Okay. Um, and I honestly think the mustaches were a joke, uh, that was not meant to be left in. Okay. Because they're only in frame for a few seconds and they'll cut and then cut back to that shot and then they'll be gone. Now, are they like gone, gone? Or are they gone? But like, they're like, no, I, that would be even, even better, better if they cut back and it looks like someone tried to go through and erase them, but there's mm-hmm. still like fuzz left over. I think like, there was one where they like taped over it. Okay. <laughs> they, they put, they just put something to hide it. <laughs> and I think maybe that's part of the tone of the movie is that none of those things feel mean. Yes. I mean, we. <laughs> I mean, we saw them kill Martha and Tom and Thomas. Thomas. We. That, but like, there's a whole 20 minute segment <laughs> that means nothing. It was just I feel like it was an episode they pitched and Cartoon yeah. Network said no. And like, fuck you, we're gonna put it in a movie instead. Yeah, you could actually you could take that whole sequence out entirely and it wouldn't change the story but at it's all. So funny, like yes. that. That the theme song was done by Michael Bolton. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, if you want to talk about a movie that's meant for our generation. You got the Michael Bolton in there, the Back to the Future reference. Yeah. Which was so, so good. It wasn't even just a Back to the Future. It was a, a Rad reference. Rad was a movie, was a was a, uh, a BMX movie before BMX was a thing. Oh, I forgot it was, about It was that. kind of the predecessor of Brink. Okay. But that was that was the whole joke. Oh, well, I mean, there's uh, also Back to the Future in there, too, though. Yeah, but, but them having to, like, charge up. Oh, okay. They're, they're doing tricks to kind of charge up their, like, the the rad meter oh. in order to travel back in time. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just really, really fun. I think that's one. I need to go back and rewatch that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say it now. Spoilers for my list. That was number six on my top, top five. Of, yeah. Understandably yeah. so. Um, okay, so then we still need to talk about Incredibles 2, but we'll go down a little ways. So what's mm-hmm. your number four? Uh, Teen Titans was four. Oh, okay. Okay, my number four is Black Panther. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. What's uh, your, so what's your number three? Black Panther. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Black Panther. Yeah. I, I actually had a hard time placing this. Because it came out so long it ago. Out, it came out a year ago, basically, yeah. at this point. It came it, out 17 years ago. I know. <laughs> it's, I, I mean... I'm not even sure what to say about it. It's just really, really well made. I, mm-hmm. actually, I was talking with a friend last night about it, and he really hated it. He thought there was nothing new or inventive or original happening. And I can't entirely disagree, but I think everything that's... I think the way I put it was, there's nothing super original happening, but everything that's on screen feels very fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it has the same problem that a million podcasts and YouTube videos have talked about where it's the end fight is just main character fighting negative main character. Yeah. But I, but again, I'll give them credit for in that sequence, having done such a good job with Killmonger leading up to that point. Yeah. I mean, Killmonger is the third best, fourth best villain we have. So, so what Thanos, Loki, um, 
put Vulture. Vulture and yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. those are the four that are actually like they're I mean Loki's not right, but he's just so charming that you you want to spend time with him on screen. But yeah. um no, I mean I think Thanos he's he's not right, but you get where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Vulture and Killmonger, they're they're, they're right. right just, they're right. Just and handling it in the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get what they're where they're coming from, but both their means and their ends aren't quite there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually know that you're right. I think Vulture is a slightly stronger villain than Killmonger because... Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. I think he's a little bit more sympathetic, too. I think you kind of lose sympathy for Killmonger towards the end. Yeah. Um, but he is a great character. Just, yeah. Um, this is Michael B. Jordan. I know. Ugh. Have you seen Creed yet? No. Not worth it. But Creed 1 or Creed 2? Two. 2. I haven't seen either one of them. I need to oh, watch, but I also have one's great. I haven't seen most of the Rocky movies. That's I think I've only seen actually Rocky Balboa in its entirety, and the other ones I've seen bits and pieces of. One of my one of my favorite Simpson jokes. You know, go on a quick tangent. How dare you? Is um, Bart is lost in a cave, mm-hmm. and the caves are numbered with Roman numerals, but he hasn't learned that yet. Okay, so he has to use the Rocky numbering to find out which <laughs> cave to go down. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. And so this is, it's one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah. Or, sorry, there's seven caves, and he has to find what seven is. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, well, Rocky five plus Rocky two yeah. equals Rocky seven. All right, let's go. So good. Like, that's, I think the reason I haven't watched Creed yet is it's a franchise to catch up on. And in some ways, it's a hard franchise to catch up on because basically all but one of the films is worth watching. Mm-hmm. Like, Rocky one through four. Four are pretty much all held in high regards, even if they get kind of cartoonish towards the end of that. Yeah. Rocky Balboa was, I thought, really good. And then I've heard Creed's amazing. Yeah. So it's like, I got to settle down for six movies. There was a there was a, a YouTube series that I just found uh, that was done by College Humor, mm-hmm. where a few years ago they did fictional fights 30 by 30. Okay. Uh, so do you know the 30 by 30 series? No. Uh, ESPN does... Um, oh, Wait. I think we go on. Yeah. So ESPN does a series where they talk about, they kind of spend 30 minutes talking about an iconic game or okay, athlete right, or right, something. Right, yeah. um, and so College Humor kind of made a parody of that talking about, and I watched the one about uh, Rocky Four. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, where they're talking about like, yeah, like Apollo Creed was not, in, he was in dancing shape, but he was not in boxing gym. Like he, <laughs> he was winded after his dance number before the fight. And I would just come, I would just be on record because they, they do it very seriously. Yeah. Like I would like to go on record that you should not have dance numbers before a boxing fight. I think it puts you in the wrong headspace. <laughs> oh, uh, and they're like, they're like, this is boxing. And then they're talking about Apollo, not Apollo, um, Rocky, Rocky fighting. What's his face? Ivan um, Drago. Ivan Drago. <clears throat> uh, and they're like, this is one of the worst defensive fights I've ever seen. Like they're they're landing. 90% of their major blows, and they're just standing up just fine after that. <laughs> and then they cut to one guy. He's like, you want to know how hard they're throwing their punches? Ivan completely missed a punch, but just the pure pressure of that made Rocky fly back. And they showed a clip yeah. where like, he, like, you know, they were doing their choreography, and he clearly missed Rocky, but Rocky was... Uh, still, like, still yeah, still lo- Yeah, still alone, still faked being hit. <laughs> and they're like, that's how powerful these punches were. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really good. Uh, so just go watch that instead of Black Panther. Yeah. No, that's not true. Black Panther is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said before, I love the James Bond sequence in Korea. Yeah. It's just, it's good. I, I think it's a, it's 
a step in the right direction in terms of like tone and characters for the MCU. And it definitely continued their streak they're on right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, did the streak, I guess you could, do we just ignore Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah. and say they're still on a streak? Okay, let's just do it. Um, and it's funny how companies have guessed wrong over the past few years with like what to focus on. Yeah. Cause, um, with the, with infinity war, they didn't focus much on black Panther cause they didn't expect it to be a success. Uh, justice league. They didn't focus a lot on wonder woman cause they didn't expect it to be a success. Yeah. Uh, and then with defenders, <laughs> they expected iron fist to be a success. So they put all their monies in that bag. Yeah. We're going down the iron fist rabbit <laughs> hole. Bad, bad choice. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Okay, so what's your, your number three? With Black Panther. Okay, right, right. So Your three is Incredibles 2? No, my three is Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what's your okay. number two then? Infinity War. Spider-Verse is my number one. Okay, sp- uh, Infinity War is my number two. Incredibles is your number one. Yeah, all right. Wow. So, so, okay, we're going to talk Infinity... So what? Infinity War, Spider-Verse, Incredibles 2. Okay, yeah. so Infinity War... What more is there to say about this? Well, movie? Again, we recorded a whole podcast on this already. Yeah, we're already. Of course, we are getting long-winded. Yeah. I think the best thing to say about this movie is this should have been a fucking disaster, and instead, it is incredibly good. Yes, like it is impressive in its accomplishment. It it was eighteen films led up to this, ten years. Yeah, uh, and they're still going strong. Yeah, it it they made a villain who. They didn't like. They've they've had a villain in the works for basically seven years. Um, since yeah, 2011. He, 2012. 2012 was Avengers. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and even then, that was just a cameo. Mm-hmm. So really, not until 2014 did he have proper screen time. Yes. With this actor. Um. Oh yeah, it was, it was a different actor in the first one. I forgot. Yeah, it's just some dude. Oh, it's just Kevin Feige. Yeah. <laughs> Still wearing his hat, <laughs> signature hat. Um. No, but he put it. He put it on his chin. Yeah, he like ducked it down. Mm-hmm. Bill went under his shirt. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Like I said we can't can't talk about this film anymore. We've we've exhausted ourselves on it's, Infinity War. It's one that I think I saw it twice in theaters. Same. I want to go back and watch it again. Obviously, before I watched it, uh, I got the the Blu-ray and I mm-hmm. watched it again recently. Yeah, I need to watch it again before mm-hmm. Endgame. And um, it's uh, just. All it, the jokes are so good. Yeah. All the f- action sequences are so good. I think, I think there's something you said though for the Marvel films that some of them are hard to go back and rewatch, mm-hmm. if only because there's so much happening, and they're so long. Like Civil War, it's easy to forget, but Civil War is amazing because mm-hmm. it just it feels like it came out such a long time ago, even though it's only two years. But that's a great movie. But it's also like. It's a. It's not a slog to get through. All of it's good, but you're like, you got to sit down and invest yourself. Well, to be there you, for like two you, and a half hours. I think everyone just focuses so much on the airport fight, and you're like, wait, that's an hour forty five minutes into the film. Yeah. What happens before then? I know, right? But it's all like it's all good though. It's all really good setup, and yeah. then you know that's a movie too that not only did it have an amazing middle action sequence, like the big action set pieces, of course. Uh, the airport, but that final fight between Bucky and Cap and Iron oh, Man. Oh man, that was so good. It's and I think because they they held on to the emotional stakes, and um, you know, it was I think with Infinity War they were holding on to like the really climactic battle to the end. Mm-hmm. Boy, does it fucking pay off! And they play with pacing in that last battle. The pacing is so good in Civil War, where like usually it's just very sense born identity. Every fight has just been punch, punch, cut, cut, punch, punch, cut, cut, punch, punch yeah. cut. Where this one, like, it was drawn out. Like, yeah. it was. they set the camera up far, and they just, you know, 
made the actors go through the yeah. whole fight sequence. Well, I think, and they, you know, they'd slow down parts of it. When it cut in, it was very fast paced and it was wide. They kind of, mm-hmm. it was. Oh, I think it just goes to show they understand spectacle. Mm-hmm. I think it's part of like DC's problem is they don't understand it. Like yeah. Aquaman, it's like it's so much going on, but it's not done well. Whereas with Marvel, in terms of just the scale of the movies, but like you're talking about even the scale of the scenes of the shots, like they know they know how to give it rhythm and where to let it breathe. And I, I mean, I think a lot of that actually comes down to the Russo brothers. You're talking mm-hmm. about if you can do comedy, you can do like everything. You can do everything because they understand rhythm. Like they they cut their teeth doing comedy, and that's everything is in terms of timing and rhythm and pace. And when you can transition that into just broader storytelling and action, it really pays off. And Infinity War, it's, it's fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, I, I said this before that I thought instead of doing the most popular film, the Oscar should have done, like, um, like best achievement in filmmaking, or just, mm-hmm. like, broadly speaking, like, what's a movie that came out this year that delivered something we'd never seen before? I'm sure it's going to get some honorary Oscar. I don't think so. You don't think so? What would they give it? There's no honorary Oscar to give. Are they just going to give, like, the honorary Oscar for... Yeah. having like like a franchise capstone like there's nothing to give it yeah <laughs> but, i mean like <laughs> they can know, make one up but you know i think in a year like 2018 where you got stuff like the quiet place or like black panther crazy Rich asians infinity war these are all movies that kind of like pushed cinema forward in a little bit but i think infinity war did it in a way that nothing else ever has and frankly never will again because they did it first and they did it basically perfectly mm-hmm. mm, it's great uh okay so then spider-verse it's it blew me away because I've seen this it, movie four times. Oh now my god, I've, only, I've seen it once. I feel like I need to go see it again. It's so good, and like usually when I say I watch movies a bunch of times in theaters, uh, one I didn't have movie pass anymore, yeah. so I paid for four or three because my mom paid for one. Right. Yeah. Um, but I paid for this movie three times. Yeah. And it's so good that I'm just as excited watching it every time. The emotional punch hits me every time. Yeah. Uh, just like it's so it's it's a uh, an artistic masterpiece it is and I've been trying to tell people who aren't into Spider-Man or comic movies or even animation like you gotta go see it because there's never been anything like it ever done yes visually but also the story is still really good and it throws pretty serious emotional punches and it throws them well Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing with Infinity War where it doesn't the movie doesn't dumb itself down for the no. audience. Literally, their explanation of the of the multiverse is done in the background of another scene happening. Yeah, it's it's when uh, Miles first meets Gwen. They're explaining the multiverse on TV behind them while they're, they're talking. Ha- yeah, as they're having conversations, which I think is fucking hilarious. I think that where every movie that's been that's try, every movie or TV show that's tried to handle multiverse, there's a whole episode dedicated to like well, this is how it works. Yeah. You have this and then this. Like, well, what about this? Well, you also have this. Yeah. You get movies because like you... The One with Jet Li. Yes. But I, I just remember when Flash tried to deal with multiverse. And it was a, an entire episode talking yeah. about what it is before they could even go into it. And this one's literally in three minutes. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I, made, I, de- I decided to wear pink today. I also decided to wear green in some other universe. Yeah, that's all it really takes. Mm-hmm. And I think having confidence in your audience stems from having confidence in your film. And mm-hmm. you're like, you know, people will get this. Yeah. It's actually pretty straightforward. People understand, or it's, it, I mean, part of it too, is that the, the multiverse hopping, I mean, it's central to the story, but it is also kind of background to the emotional story they're telling with the main character. Mm-hmm. And just, it's 
also thematically very consistent. Yeah. And it's just really, really damn it's good. It's so good. And I think we're working on this. We, there, we, we're trying to make a full episode happen about Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. So, Cause I have so much to say. I'm, I'm, I'm holding myself back. Yeah. Cause I have so much I want to say about this film. I know. I need to see it at least one more time, but we're going to try and get that out. Hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. We're going to find someone to do that with. Um, yeah, because it is it is really fantastic. Yeah, actually, I should have included that in my list of movies that like push cinema forward. So yeah. I think, again, in terms of just visually, in terms of storytelling. It took them over a year. So I don't know if you if you watched any behind-the-scenes stuff about I this haven't. yet. Um, it took them... They had three design. It started off with one designer, mm-hmm. and they brought it up to three. Uh, and it took them over a year just to get the look and 10 seconds of the film done. I can believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it It's... I mean... It, I don't even know what more to say about it other than just visually. It's so it's astounding. It's 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 incredible. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely incredible. It's, I mean, I was, sorry, I was trying to go through all of the the different Spider-Man iterations. I'm like, it's spectacular. It's amazing. <laughs> it's ultimate. It's ultimate. <laughs> it's ultimate. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. No, what else is incredible? Uh, Venom. Incredibles too. Oh, that one. <laughs> That's not wait. Venom's not number one. No. No, it came very, very close, very and I, close. Saw, I decided you put to a put zero it at the bottom after that of, yeah, instead. <laughs> exactly, put it at the bottom of the list. It started off as number one, but then I put a zero after that. Wickley fell at the bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think I think part of the reason for me that Incredibles 2 took the top spot was it's the film of all these I've seen the most. I've seen it three times now. Okay. And I just rewatched it over the holidays with my parents. <clears throat> um, and I think it just, it's the best possible sequel we could have gotten. I don't think it has the same sort of um, groundbreaking element that Infinity War or Spider-Verse does. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's just really solid. It's a movie that's filled with moments that I love. Um, and it never feels slow for me. It doesn't have the same sort of like rapid pace as the first one and the, the clean linear storytelling. Yeah. But it's just really damn good. It's so good. It's so fun. Everything with Jack Jacks is, is fun. Oh, the Jack the Jack Jack raccoon sequence. Um now, the, this was your number This is my number five. Five. And that really hurt. But it's, oh, it's below Black Panther even. I, I th- I'm thinking about changing it up. <laughs> I, I th- this this talk has, has made me. Well, if only a lot. we hadn't chiseled our selections into these stone tablets we're reading off of, you could do that. Yes. Um uh, but I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand by my list for now. No, as you stand, should. Stand by it. Uh, stand by your man. No, Incredibles two, was was amazing. It's incredible. It's, yeah. It's like the Edna sequence is amazing. The Jack Jack sequence is amazing. The the kind of political conversation of doing what's right, even though everyone says is wrong, is is really fun. Socially and relevant, but yes. also done in a fun way. Yeah. Uh, Every like the um we we brought this up in the podcast when we talked about this in the podcast the way they handle an elastic superhero is stuff that I'd never seen before oh, like and with it was the bike? so with the bike yeah, yeah. Uh, it was so good and so smart and they kind of evolved that character into something new that now everyone can play with because every franchise has some stretchy person yeah um and it's it it just it's such a good movie. I, like I said, it hurt me to put it so low, but well, like I, mean, I said, uh, five, but, four, three <laughs> are basically all like it's a tie for third place yeah. for me. And I think that speaks more to the quality of the stuff we got this year than necessarily any flaws with Incredibles two. Yes. It, it has some flaws, but it is still amazing mm-hmm. as a film. And 
so I also I think this year goes to show between Spider Verse and Incredibles two, maybe animation is the better place for this stuff. Yeah, in a lot of ways, and and at the same time we say that we acknowledge that Infinity War basically did what only what I guess Justice League before it has kind of done in terms of like bringing in all these disparate characters from multiple shows and mm-hmm. having it be like a cohesive story, but frankly Infinity War even did it better. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, there's still room for yeah, live action. Imagine if Bruce Tim worked on Infinity War. <laughs> no, because then somehow in that universe, Batman would still be dating Batgirl and it would be weird. Yeah. But, you know, I think there's definitely still room for live action superhero stuff. But, you know, I think the bar is set so high now that you really got to keep up with it. Yeah. And I think this year with Incredibles 2 and Spider-Verse, I mean, that's on par with the best... I think some of the best animated movies ever made. Yeah. So these are the best animated superhero movies, which I think, I mean, uh, is it Phantasm, Incredibles 1? I'm not sure which one would be the best superhero animated film. I mean, they're all They're all, they're all amazing. But yeah. like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to get more. We know from Sony we're going to get more Spider-Verse spinoffs, which mm-hmm. I'm going to be tentatively excited about. I'd love a Spider-Gwen movie. I'd love yeah. kind of the, the same thing DC's said they're doing with with. Uh, sirens. Oh, I yeah, love birds what, of prey. Yeah, sorry, birds of prey. But it's basically Gotham City sirens. Yeah, in the guise of birds of prey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love for like silk to pop up and. Well, yeah. So I think we're gonna get um, Jessica Drew, Spider Woman, Gwen Stacy, and Silk as a spinoff. Okay. Um, and then yeah, they're they're looking at doing an actual Spider Verse sequel to mostly focusing on Miles and Gwen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love for twenty ninety nine to pop up. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that would be a lot of fun too. Um, I mean, these were really, really good animated movies. I'm glad to see animation kind of getting its due. It, it's too bad they're not 2D animated. That's a whole separate conversation we could have yeah. about how amazing 2D animation is. We mostly talked about it with Mary Poppins, but uh, mm-hmm. these are still amazing films. Yeah. Now, so I'm curious to see, though, how many of these movies ended up on your top five. Hey, everybody. So... Uh, this conversation ran long as we're doing our 2018 year in review. Surprise, surprise. So we decided to cut it into two pieces. And uh, what we're going to do now, having gone through our top listing of comic movies of 2018, we're now going to just look forward to 2019 and... Our predictions. Give our predictions and thoughts. And then um, the rest of our year in review, so our, our, basically our top films of the year, will be in a follow-up podcast coming out in a little bit. Yes. Um, so look forward to that. It's, it's entertaining. It's yeah. Fun. <laughs> Welcome to the cliffhanger. Exactly. Oh, this is our first cliffhanger, I, I think. I think so. Ooh, how exciting. Yeah. Um, Deal but, with it. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, so we're looking ahead at 2019. We got a lot of... It's not looking of, as bright as 2018. <laughs> no, not really. I see um, three movies I'm excited about, and guess what, Cameron? They're all Marvel. Surprise, surprise. What a shock. Um, okay, but looking forward, 2019. First up, Captain Marvel. As, as we've mentioned before, I'm... Tentatively excited. Mm-hmm. I, I have same. I it it can honestly swing in either direction. It can be really good or really bad. I I don't think it's gonna be really bad. <clears throat> I have enough faith in Marvel at this point that I don't think they're making DC. bad movies. Captain Marvel. Sorry, 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 sorry. I was thinking Shazam. No, I think Captain Marvel is gonna be the great. other Captain Marvel. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I think that's gonna be really good. I'm, I think... I'm in the middle of rewatching Young Justice, and they still refer to him as Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel of course, sorry, yeah. I, I, Got a flip in my head. Um, Captain Marvel, I think it's going to be great. I am very excited for this one. I'm also excited. I think it's going to be big. I think a lot of stuff is going to happen that's going to set up Endgame and also set up where things go in the mm-hmm. future. Um, I mean, it's being pitched as is kind of having like an unusual hero story. Yeah. Which I'm excited for because that's Same. also what we just got with 
into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I there are times when Brie Larson feels a little bit flat, but I think part of that's also just the way her character's set up, because there's clearly some sort of like amnesia thing going on there. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to having Sam Jackson as a, a front and center character. That de-aging is amazing. Well, I mean, it's Sam Jackson. It doesn't take I mean, that's, a lot that's of true. Yeah, he I mean, he, he has he has ninety-seven. That's true. So, I mean, it's super easy to just do a little bit of tweaking. Um, but yeah, he, he looks awesome. I think it's going to be a pretty fun, epic movie. I'm pretty excited about I it. I think so. Um, it's going to be good. I know. And it's, it's, it's going to set up the grand finale. And so that, that'll be yeah. really exciting. Yeah. It's, oh, I feel like, it, I think a lot is going to happen. I, I don't think it's going to be like a, a little blip like Ant-Man was between the Avengers movies. I think it's actually going to be huge in terms of what goes on. Mm-hmm. Like, what, where are we going to see? Like, the scrolls. Are they setting up secret invasion? I don't know. I'm I don't like, know. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I think I'm going to get a panic attack before seeing Endgame. Because, like, it's 11 years yeah. of waiting for this. I know. 11 years of anticipation. And then it's, and then it's here. Like, I'm, I'm getting panicky just thinking about it. I read a, an interesting article on io9 that was basically saying that 2019 is going to be the year of pop culture finales. Interesting. So oh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh, the Skywalker saga. Yeah. In regards to Star Wars. Uh, obviously, the MCU, kind of as we know it now, mm-hmm. is coming to an end. Uh, the Fox X-Men universe will be coming to an end. Yeah. Damn. Um, not that we necessarily care about this, but Gotham will be coming to an end I as well. I honestly didn't know it hadn't ended yeah, yet. Yeah. That final season of Gotham. Um Oh, there, there are some other pretty big ones on there, actually. Um, pop culture finale. Oh, Glass. Glass yeah. Which, yeah, we're not, we don't really care about. Yeah. Um, da, 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 big Bang Theory, definitely don't care about. Jesus. Oh, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm so excited for that movie, though. Yeah. Lemony Snicket, which you, you've already just, seen. It's so good. Um, they, they, do, they do it justice. Yeah. Toy Story 4. I mean, we, we assume it'll be the last one, but they said that about... Three. Three. And then, of course, John Wick 3, which may not be the end, but, God, talk about movies I'm excited for in 2019. Yeah. John Wick. Damn. I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize everything was ending this year. Yeah, a lot. I mean. That's kind of sad. There's a really lot. I mean, they also have It on here and Mr. Robot, but. Well, It, it, it doesn't count. Well, I mean. It's I think, a two, that's a two-part but movie. But I think they acknowledged it because it was such a huge phenomenon when it came out. Yeah. And, and the fact that it, it's, what's specific about it is that it is a definitive two-part thing it's not like it's going to be an ongoing franchise we assume i don't know maybe they'll find a way to shoehorn a a third movie out of it yeah but it's supposed to be like a a very finite like two film thing the balloon maker was behind it the whole time penny winkle he's just a red herring damn you angela lansbury (laughs) it's actually carl frederickson is behind (laughs) it the whole time (laughs) oh what if uh, they live in different time periods? Like, what if Carl Fredrickson meets Angela Lansbury and they just decide to like coast out the rest of their remaining years making balloons for children? Be nice. Maybe it's at the lake house. Maybe they like they operate the same balloon stand, but they're separated by time, and they just write messages to each other back and forth on balloons. Perfect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Comic book movies. Comic book movies. Uh, Shazam. Shazam, aka the other Captain Marvel. Yes, I will re I will rephrase what I just said. Yes. Uh, it could be great or it could be bad. I'm very worried now. I kind of am too, after Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've obviously just heard us talk about this. Uh, Aquaman was batshit. I feel like this might be as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll I don't uh, know, let's see. I, I can only have so much faith in Zachary Levi. 
uh, and his and his inflatable suit. <laughs> yeah, the suit doesn't look good, does it? No. Um, but I mean, it. It again, we 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 said this for three years now. DC knows how to cut trailers. It's true, and they're very good at getting butts and seats. Yeah, they just can't they just can't finish after that. I mean, we got Mark Strong as the villain. I think he's good. Well, he's do you all... remember the last time he was a DC? No, villain? I've never seen Green Lantern. But I've heard he's good in that. He is. I think he's always good, even if the movie around him is bad. So no matter what, we get to look forward to a good Mark Strong performance. Yes. Yes. A strong performance, one might say. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Then after that, Hellboy. I am not excited for Hellboy. I have mixed feelings. It's not. It's one that I could very well see myself end up not seeing. I, just might, I might just pass it by. Mm-hmm. I had fun with the trailer. Um, we talked about this a bit. Hellboy looks weird. It's it's the hair for me. It's the hair of the face. It's just not. He's not distinct. Well, I mean, Ron Perlman is so iconic in that role. Yeah. That we. I mean, me. I. That was. I was ten years old when the first Hellboy came out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that that I knew about that before I knew about the comics before I knew about anything else. Mm-hmm. So that's always been kind of the definitive Hellboy for me. Yeah. And so seeing someone else take it on, it's like ten years from now if we have someone else take on the role of Iron Man or Tony Stark, it's going to be yeah. weird. It, and people are going to nitpick. It could be great, but it, it's going to be weird. I suspect, I don't know. I mean, they, they've recast minor roles. At least they've recast major roles technically with the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've been, pretty... I mean, the Hulk is mainly CGI. Yeah. So people kind of, that's true. Over that. I think the Joker is kind of the biggest one. Yeah. The, and Batman. Yeah. But, but mostly, I mean, they've been pretty, Marvel specifically has been pretty consistent. They've been amazingly consistent. So I, I suspect that instead of recasting characters, they'll do different iterations. So we might end up seeing is like a Riri Williams Ironheart movie down the line instead of a new Iron Man movie. Just yeah. like the way we might see someone take over the, the mantle of Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm, I'm on board for. Yeah. We know we're not going to see at least Natalie Portman play Jane Foster's Jane Foster. version of Thor because she's well and done with that franchise. Well, they broke up. That's true, yeah. But it was mutual. It was, it was mutual. It was, obviously it was mutual. Yeah. Um, but Hellboy, yeah, I mean, I'm going to see it because I have a problem. Yeah, you do. Um, Wait, which problem are we talking about, though? The, the main one. Oh, okay. No, we'll, we'll probably end up seeing it. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, this is the Hellboy. problem. Is the big hitter. Is in the middle. Is the middle right there. Endgame. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, again, 19 years. No, sorry, 19 films. 11 years. 20 films. 21 20... films. 21 films prior to it. Yeah, it'll be 22. Yeah. Um, yeah, forever Captain Marvel. Um, yeah. I mean, it's going to be big. It's go- it's going to be... Do you want to go see that El Cap again? Never. <laughs> I want to go find that Spider-Man. <laughs> I want to go find that kid. Never. Let's give him a hug. Like, hey, do you want to go see... <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm going to insist, like, we have to go to, like, the Arclight. Okay. Where, like, adults go to see movies. <laughs> that being said, I went to Bumblebee there, and it was full of kids. But well, they were actually well-behaved yeah. kids, so... Yeah. Yeah, never again. <laughs> never again. You no, know, we knew Chinese. Oh, we could do... That's we, just crazier people. We could... Actually, yeah, if we can get it... If we can get tickets ahead of time, IMAX at the Chinese Theater would be pretty awesome. That'd be pretty awesome, yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good way to end, end that series. Yeah, plus that movie is... People take it seriously, and that theater is so big that even if someone's being annoying, you can't really tell. Mm-hmm. Unless you're sitting next to them, which 
has happened to us before. I mean, you sit next to me every time. Oh, God, I don't know. And I'm sorry. Just constantly giving you a wet willy the entire time. Uh, Endgame, it's probably the best. Yeah. I mean, nothing on this list is going to compare to that. Yeah, I'm looking at the But we also said that, and then Black Panther showed up. So That's true. Black Panther was pretty fucking good. Mm -hmm. Um, After that is Dark Phoenix. (sighs) I read a rumor that some people have seen it and they say it's as bad as fan I also read that and that makes me so excited. <laughs> like, uh, it just, what's... If you're comparing it to the train wreck, yeah. that's amazing. Like, what's really disappointing about that is that the Dark Phoenix is a great storyline. So to see it fucked up twice mm-hmm. God, would be, I can't wait. It would be so, so sad. I just like, ugh. That's like... One of the biggest travesties is if you take a really good storyline and you just kind of fuck it up so that it's kind of hard to do it again. Like, I'm really curious to see. I'm sure eventually we'll see someone try and tackle the death of Superman again. Yeah. Because they really botched that thing. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry, thank you. Um, they really fucked that thing up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it sounds like it's going to be fucking terrible. Um, I mean, I do. I do. There's only one moment in that trailer I really like, though. Which is when Eric's like, there's always a speech, Charles, and you're always sorry. <laughs> Which I feel like is what all X-Men audience now say to Fox every time they put out a new movie. They're like, oh, this one, like, we really tried to focus on making it more like the comics and like, really making it great. We get the last one was bad, and we're like... Do you, we see do you through understand it now. how bad it was? Yeah, we're way past Fool Us thrice at this point. <laughs> Fool Us seven times. We've been fooled so many times. Um, nope probably gonna be terrible still gonna see it still gonna see it you gotta know how i gotta know how bad it is yeah that's exactly I it. have it's, to it's know. morbid curiosity at this yeah. point plus you know what mcavoy and fassbender are always good in those movies even yeah. if the movies around them are bad so looking forward to that yeah absolutely uh and we got spider-man far from home yes which Sorry. we still don't know a lot about we don't i think we're gonna get a trailer soon yeah also i think it's smart of them to i mean it's mm, it comes out in I July. Always, it, it comes out in July. I had a, I had a very strong conversation with someone about a strong conversation. Very strong. Was it with Mark Strong? Yes, it was with Mark Strong. Was it with Tara Strong? Yeah, also with Tara Strong. Yes, oh, good. it's on my other podcast. Yes. Uh, strong speeches. Was it with Stretch Armstrong? No. Was it with the ghost of Neil Armstrong? Well, Lance Armstrong was on there. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Oh, he's easy to get these days. We, we can get home. We can get a better alliteration. Um, long and strong. <laughs> I like. I'll do that. Yeah. Long and strong. Um, <laughs> I had a strong conversation with someone uh, at strong the wedding. Strong along. What? Strong along. It's going to play on string along. Okay. There we go. Nailed uh, it. <laughs> nailed it. Uh, with a guy who, who's equally passionate about films as we are, uh, but he, he's from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, I'm also from the Midwest, but he's, he still lives in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, we were talking about advertising and how in LA, things are advertised very differently than in Dallas and Kansas and Utah and everything. Not Utah. Yeah. In Iowa. Um, and... and I was I was giving him my pitch of how they should advertise for Joker, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "No, that's great for you, but when I'm talking to my family or friends about these things, they have to see eight trailers before they know what I'm talking about." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh right, some people don't know things." Yes. Some people are not as obsessed with the stuff as we are. Slash live in the town where it happens. Yes. And so what I what I think would be smart for Marvel in LA is to not have a trailer until after Endgame. 
because they want to keep the illusion that he's still dead. And so if you show him in a trailer, kind of breaks that illusion. But like what? Release the trailer everywhere else? You can't really do that. You can't though, do that. That's the thing. It's yeah. like once the trailer is out, it's out. And also like, <clears throat> so like, I think what's in game is May. I guess that's not. I mean, that's late for your first trailer. There, there will be a trailer before then. There, there yeah. has to be. There absolutely has to be. I mean, be. hey, Solo didn't get his first trailer. <laughs> and look how well that went for them. <laughs> Until, what was it, 80 days before the movie Something came like out? Something like that. Oh, God. But that's hilarious. What, what I find ironic about all this... And let, let me, Isn't we'll, it ironic? Thank you, Alanis. <laughs> what I... As Alanis would say. <laughs> what is interesting about all this is... Let's give Marvel credit for generally pre being pretty good with their marketing. I think especially of late, they've gotten pretty mm-hmm. pretty nailed down. I have an idea. Sorry. Okay. But, you know, the funny thing is, is that the whole thing is if you put out a trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home before Endgame, we know Spider-Man's alive again. Mm-hmm. Now, so that's like kind of a spoiler, right? But we, like, you already know that. Like, that's the thing. It's it's not really, it's, it's kind of a spoiler that has already been spoiled in a lot of ways. So just put out a trailer. It's like people aren't, I think, going to care that much. Or if they do, there's really nothing you can do about it. They, they kind of put themselves Chris, into a corner. Remember, there was a kid openly sobbing in front of us I, when the snap happened. I know. I can't forget <laughs> it. But it, it doesn't... That kid lost his parent <laughs> in front of us. <laughs> because I shot them. Yes. Because I gave them outside, the pearl necklace. Outside the theater. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man 3. It, here's my idea. Here's, here's what okay. I think. Here's, uh, they're not going to do it, but I think it'd be cool if they did it this way. Mm-hmm. No one knows Mysterio. He's such a weird villain. Yeah. That, like even like People kind of knew the name Vulture, but no one knows Mysterio. Mm-hmm. What if the first trailer didn't have Spider-Man at all? It was just Mysterio ruining the city. Or just, like, they could do it one of two ways. I think it'd be really cool if the trailer was his origin story so you didn't have to put that in the movie. But you, but that doesn't, that's not how these things work. No, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I know this is not what's going to happen. You work in marketing. But I think that'd be so cool is if, like, the trailer is setting you up for the villain so you know what you're getting into when the movie starts. I mean, that could be interesting if the pretty much the whole trailer focuses on... Mysterio. Yes. I think that'd be awesome. And, and Spider-Man's then, like, not in it then, until you see the title. Or like a tease at the end to be like, wait, this is a Spider-Man movie? Yes. What? That could be interesting. Maybe they'll do something like that. I don't know. They um, won't. No, they won't. But they like, won't. It's like, we already know they're he's... cowards. <laughs> we already know he's coming back. So just give just give us a goddamn trailer. I'm, sh- we'll, I'm sure we'll see one pretty soon here. Yeah. Um, what do you think is going to take the... Uh, oh, Star Wars. Never mind. I was going to say, what do you think is going to take the Super Bowl's trailer spot? I'm like, well, Star Wars, obviously. Oh, so we're probably going to get probably get two or three big trailers at uh, Super Bowl. We usually get one or yeah. two good ones. Ooh, that's a good question. Probably a Star Wars. I mean, yeah, it's, it's got to be Star Wars. <laughs> Nothing probably. like Endgame is is huge. Yeah. But it's fucking Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> it's the grand finale of Star Wars. Yeah. But people aren't super. I mean, even I'm not super hot on Star Wars right now. I know. I'm just kind but of again, out on it. Middle America. That's true. LA is very small compared to I know. Middle America. Um, yeah. So after <clears throat> Spider Man, which I, I mean, I I'm excited for Spider Man. I think Faith at this point. Faith in Marvel. <clears throat> faith in um, Tom Holland. Tom is great. Good old Tom Holland. 
And then mm. um, Jake Yonhal. Jake, yeah, Jake Gyrenhal. Jake Gyrenhal. Um, and then um, it's uh, John Watts, I think is the director. Sure. Yeah. Fine. God, what if it was John Waters? John Waters, Spider-Man. Oh, my fucking God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> just someone draws like the pencil mustache on Spider-Man. Yes. Love it. Um, so after that, we got New Mutants. Yep. Does anyone care about this no. movie? Like, I think if it had come out when it was supposed to come out, like Last two, March, two years yeah, ago. Yeah, March 2017. I think I might have been a bit more interested, but at this point, I'm like, it's clearly going to be terrible. Yes. And also, at this point... Who's even in it anymore? Anya Taylor-Joy, um, the the brother from Stranger Things. Can't remember that actress' name. Um, I mean, it's... It, it, we know oh, Maisie Williams. Oh, that's where Maisie Williams in it. Antonio, Antonio Banderas is in this? Of course he is. What the fuck? Look, I, I think if the movie came out when it did, there would have been one thing. But now we also know the X-Men universe is ending. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that... Oh, Disney's, Charlie Heaton. Oh, Charlie Heaton, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no way Disney's going to incorporate that into whatever their new version of the X-Men's going to be. So it's also just completely moot. And mm-hmm. like, if it were looked like it was promising on its own... That would be one thing, but given that it doesn't look promising as its own standalone film, and on top of it, it's not even going to tie into a larger story. And I think the appeal of it in 2017 was we've never had a story like this, where it's kids kind of learning about their powers. Unless you've seen Sky High. Unless you've seen Sky High. Damn right. Underappreciated gem, Sky High. Uh, But since since it's been pushed back two years now, we've had... The Gifted. We've had Runaways, mm. which are both doing very well. Like yeah, Runaways season two just came out. I'm yeah. halfway through it, and it's good. It's fine. Um, we've had kind of an expansion on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Like, there's so many other routes yeah. that have taken this story idea and just already done it presumably better. Well, even there are some loose similarities between that and Stranger Things, beyond mm-hmm. just one of the, the actors. But yeah. it's still like... A show about teenagers, only one of them with powers, but teenagers in a kind of horror environment. And Stranger Things is doing so well that if they had put it out before we've had so much Stranger Things, people are like, oh, like, okay, they're kind of like capitalizing on some momentum here. And like, sure, maybe this is fine. But now we're like, well, well we'll just go watch Stranger Things. Yeah. And, and it'll I, take me five times as long to get through it, but I'd just rather watch that. Yeah, I can do it at home too. Yeah. And I, I think if it would have come out back then, I think you would have had a big pull from the, um, what's the big FX show that everyone loves? Oh, American Horror Story. Yeah, I think that would have been a big pull for this. Like, that's, it. the first trailer looked like, fuck, we've had a trailer for this movie for three years. I forgot we had that trailer before. My God. Um, like, I think that would have been a big pull of, like, all of that audience that doesn't really care about superhero films, but they love just like the eerie. Yeah. Horror. And, mm-hmm. and I don't, and I think that audience is kind of past now. Oh yeah. I think that's all. I completely you. forgot. We already have an immune trailer. Wait, hang on. I'm trying to see when this launched. Published October 13th, 2017. Yeah. God damn. And maybe there's even a T te- was there more than one trailer. doesn't matter. Also, what, what, ad, what asinine advertisement? Uh, so I, I click on the, the YouTube link for the Mutants trailer. The big ad up in the corner is, I can own X-Men Apocalypse on YouTube. Yeah, you can. 
that sentence just continues to get worse as it goes along. God damn it. Uh, $3.99. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. They could offer to give it to me for free, and I would not want it because it would just clutter up my page. Mm -hmm. Don't want it. Um, No, that I'm sure is going to be terrible. And then the last one. Ended on a high, middle? I don't know. Yeah, Joker. Yeah. The the weird-ass Todd Phillips-directed... Joaquin Phoenix starring Joker movie. Martin Scorsese produced. I don't know if he's... And he's actually not as listed as a producer anymore. Okay. Um, but Bradley Cooper and his production company are. Great. For what I've heard that... The Can't wait to see Lady Gaga. Right? The Gaga. <laughs> I've basically heard that this movie is more or less a remake of The King of Comedy, which is a Martin Scorsese film with Robert De Niro. He plays like a stand-up comedian. It's like that, but the main actor becomes the Joker. Okay. What the fuck is that? Sure. What does that even mean? I'm so exhausted at this point. I know. <laughs> Not just this list, with these recordings. I know, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't care. Yeah. Like, I want it to be good. Obviously, I want all of these to be good. But they're not going to be. But, yeah. And I, I don't have hope for this anymore. Let's, let's end on a, a more optimistic note, right? We, we are going to get inundated with a lot of stuff that we don't care about. Some of it will force ourselves to watch. Some of it will probably just pass entirely. Mm -hmm. But there are three movies coming out next year in the comic book space. Yes, they're all Marvel. But Mm. all of them I'm excited about. Yes. And I think they all have potential. And I think there's enough confidence there to be like, you know what? Those are all going to be good. We can look forward to those. Um, Two of them, at least, certainly one, are going to be like... Unbelievable. I mean, just franchise changing. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the MCU will be completely different probably after Endgame. And and we talked about kind of the big boom of animated superhero films. Unfortunately, with how long it takes those things, like, if producers see that as a change, mm-hmm. which I don't think they will, because Into the Spider-Verse isn't... It's doing fine box office-wise, but it's not, like, game-changing numbers. No, but it's doing um, well. Incredibles 2, though, is now the highest uh, Pixar film. Oh, is it? Almost beat Frozen. As as, wow. as as biggest animated film of all time. Really, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Uh, it's like it's like ten million behind, I think. Um, Everyone loves Frozen. Yeah. Um, yeah, one point two billion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're, so right we're not on. Gonna, right? Yeah, good yeah. for them. But Spider Man's only at like three hundred million right now. Mm. Um, but I mean. I think it's it's still doing. I mean, we know yeah. we're getting sequels and spinoffs. Yeah, it was a risk. Like Incredibles two wasn't a risk. Yeah, and I think it's one of those movies where the critical assess has been so pronounced that they're they're definitely going to capitalize on that. Because also, Sony desperately needs a win. Yeah, desperately. Everyone does. Warner Brothers needs a win. <laughs> I mean, Warner Brothers actually Warner Brothers had a really good year. Did they? Well, so Aquaman mm-hmm. at the end of the year did really amazing. But Warner Brothers produced Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, that's right. So they made a fuck load of money off of that. Yeah. Um, and I think Stars Born actually did pretty well. Um, that was uh, one of theirs. <clears throat> well, I guess, yeah, I, I just kind of glanced over this. Aquaman is the fifth highest grossing movie of this year. Fantastic Beasts is 10th. Ready Player One also did very well. Uh, the Meg, God yeah. damn it! Oh yeah, it's actually yeah. Hang on, yeah. Look at Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah Star Wars, no, Aquaman. They, sorry, they killed it. This Crazy Rich Asians, Fantastic Beast. Oh, my least favorite movie of the year, but everyone already knew that. Yeah, The Meg, Ocean's Eight, Ready Player One, The Nun. I think did pretty well. Mm-hmm. 
Rampage, Malfoy. Game Night, I think it actually did pretty decently. Good. It, I hope it. I hope it does good. Um, but yeah. So I. I mean, we still have a lot of good things to look forward to in 2018 or 2019. Like uh, aside from the movies, we have the Lego Movie coming out. We have the finale of um, How to Train Your Dragon, which looks really like I'm gonna fucking lose it in the I theater. Know. Really excited about that. Uh, we have the string of Disney live action, which are gonna be hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, weirdly we, enough, we have, I think Dumbo is going to be the best of them. We have three this year, don't we? Yeah, we have Dumbo, Aladdin, and Lion King all this year. Oof. Um, and honestly, I think I, I'm, weirdly enough, most excited for Dumbo, just because yeah. I want to see Tim Burton's Elephants on Parade. Yeah. I, I think I'm probably most excited for that, too, just because I still think the Lion King is kind of a, why does this exist? Yeah. Um, and the stuff from Aladdin so far is looking okay and not super promising. I know. They, they said they're going to release... CGI genie soon. Why didn't they just do that? I first? don't I, it, know. It's like it's so frustrating. It's really bizarre when a company like Disney makes such a boneheaded decision like that. Yeah. Like who thought that was a good idea? Mm-hmm. Like who didn't think? Well, the whole point of these movies is to capitalize on nostalgia. Watch any of the trailers. Like the trailers basically thrive off of, hey, look, that thing you love, but it's like that, but like new and slightly different. Yeah. To then just be like, here's Will Smith in a goatee and ponytail. Yeah, like, that's fine. You can release one of those photos, but you also have to release a genie photo. Yeah. Like, and it's not like you, at this point, they must be far enough in a post-production to have like a digital version of it. My mm-hmm. God, they were able to like way back in the day put out like that teaser trailer for guardians of the galaxy after filming for seven days and still do full post on Groot and rocket. Yeah. No uh, one, no one could fucking Photoshop Will Smith no. with some blue paint. I did. It looked, it looked very I bet it did. It looked better. It's it's ter- no, I made it scary. <laughs> I mean, it looked horrifying. Uh, we have all those coming out. We have John wick three coming out, which is exciting. Yeah. 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 Uh, we have Godzilla, which is exciting for some people. Mm-hmm. Men in black, men in black international that looks fun. detective Pikachu. That also looked fun. So fucking excited for that. Yeah. Um, a third Kingsman, which would be interesting. But that one's going to be set, I think in world war one starring Ray Fiennes. I'm down. So I'm, I'm kind of on board for that. What does yeah. he find? <laughs> the true meaning of Christmas, Cameron. Oh, uh, and then ending on a sour note is the Sonic movie. The Sonic movie. But you know what else we have to look forward to in 2019, Cameron? Uh, friendship and world peace. Well, certainly one of those two. You guys can guess which one. Um, but no, Static Shock. So type back to what we're actually supposed to be here to talk about. We will be watching Static Shock <gasps> and recapping it this year. We will. This year. Oh I, my gosh. I'm, I'm so not going to bother trying to do the math right now. I'm so but uh, before too long, we'll be doing your favorite of oh the shows. I know. That's very, very exciting. Okay. Yeah. Now nah, I'm excited now. See, there we go. Energy's back up. Yes. We've regained hope. I'm back. Yes. Am I I'm back, baby. <laughs> He's back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we are finally done with this. Yes. Thank you for listening to this very extensive. Part one. Yeah. <laughs> of two look forward parts. to part two. Oh. Yes. Actually, part two is really, really good. It is. Yes. Yeah. It's very exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you want to reach out to us with uh, your favorite combat movies of 2018 or what you're particularly looking forward to in 2019. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, we didn't, I mean, we're not going to. We can go into the, the animated, the, the lesser animated superhero films. The Death of Superman Part Two is coming out soon. Oh, I still haven't watched the first one. Didn't you see it at Comic Con with us? I wasn't at Comic Con this year. That's right. I was in Hawaii. That's right. You picked your fucking family. Yes, I did. 
You son of a bitch. Yes, I picked my family. Actually, what I really picked was a week vacation. A free, free vacation. Of, of, yeah, a week vacation in Hawaii over going to one of the craziest places. How dare you? I know. I'm a monster. That's fine. Uh, Maybe in 2019, I'll get my comeuppance. Let's see. Let's hope. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you... Uh, I don't know. Have thoughts on anything at this point? Reach yeah. out to us. We if, you're, if you're feeling something, if you just want to talk, if you just want to say hi, yeah, we're here. We're here. We are at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Damn right. I am at Lordifer on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you want to see my art, you can find it at Cameron.Dexter. I'll be updating that at some point. And if you want to see my face, you can find that at Cam Dexter underscore adventures. You did it. I did it. Well done. I'm going to Disney. Yay. We're all going to Disneyland. We're all going to Disney. I mean, by everyone, I mean you. Yes, just me. Only yes. me. Only you. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.